All right then, everybody in podcast land out there, welcome to another Tank Nation podcast. So this is where we bring the outside in. And uh, our brother Sean. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. All right. Introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Lee Clark, and I'm a verb, not a noun. I describe action. <laughs> Lee, yeah. do you care to tell the people how we met? Because this this goes back quite a bit. Man, this here go this here longer than a kung fu movie. Say, we go so man, we go back to what '96. Yeah, kind of see we were puppets then. We was when they say life is meant to be lived forward and understood backward. We the perfect example of that manifesting because at that time we was all going through the things as far as our time because we all had a basketball number and some of us had some of us had the letters and at that time we couldn't even much perceive in our young minds the amount of time we had to do. So it's a lot of things that we did along the way that bonded us when we didn't know we were bonding until we wrapped us a lot here and realized we were really a family then. We really the we were really the family because we all shared the same struggle. We all shared the same tears. All had shared the same joy and happiness. And we all shared the same walk, trying to understand the dynamics of some kind of way and doing this horseship and being free to live to tell about it. And that's one thing I'm, I think about. I even thought about it yesterday. I was at an event. And, you know, sometimes people look at me and they say, boy, you, do you ever smile? And I say, I smile a bunch. But then they catch me when I go to Houston or something, and there's a lot of guys that I've served time with. I go to Dallas, and they say, you, you smiling big in them pictures. And I say, I don't make myself not smile. It's just when I see different individuals, it just brings about a different feeling in me. And we've been through so much. And that's not to say I have a lot of friends who've never done any type of time, but it's just like seeing you, seeing other individuals do well outside of prison, that just makes me smile. I'll give one more example. I went down on the east side of Austin the other day and so I was where a lot of homeless individuals are. And when I saw a group, it was like two Hispanics, one white male, an Asian guy. I assume because they had backpacks, they were college students. So I'm waiting on the gentleman who runs the establishment because we're going to have a meeting about an event. So I'm just standing there. I'm not saying anything. And then somebody comes out of the place and they tell the white gentleman, they say, listen, here's your bus pass. So when I heard that, I say, say, bro, excuse me, you getting the bus pass? He said, yeah. I said, you just, you just, you just made parole or something? He said, all of us did. Man, I broke out into a big smile. I said, what's up, man? My name is such, 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 such. I said, man, here go my cars, man. If I can help you get a job or something, the reason that I'm doing it like that, I just finished serving over 27, man. I got out in 2020 and we kicked it. It's smiles, it's hugs, it's all kind of stuff, but it was because we had done time and immediately there, there was a connection. Now I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, hey, you need to act like that all the time and not sometime. And that's just something I'm working through. What about yourself, man, when you, you know, run into different people? Or what are your feelings from having done time? See, first of all, let me let me speak. Let me say something about what you just said at first, because I've been knowing you a long time. 
And back then you had such a serious demeanor to and you would you you was like a sword of the Lord back then. Yeah, and you had such a serious demeanor to where you never smiled. You was always square business. You was always on your note. You was always on your stick. And you was always about the business, making things happen, getting things done concerning your walk and your faith. So when a person that had been around you and know your history and have history, have history with you, they're not used to seeing you smile. So that's like epic to them. That's like a moment. Mm. This brother actually smiling because brother's not used to seeing that. So that's why when they say that, and it's, and it's not in a way to where you walk around like an angry man or nothing like that. It just, we was in a situation to where we had to be serious and about the business because we was up against a Goliath within itself. And we ain't even much have our rocks in the sling yet. We yeah, make we ain't even. We make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I try to share with brothers. I say, bro. Yeah. Cause you know you at doing time and different people, especially in church, they'll be, oh man, brother, and such such such. I say, brother, look. I say sometimes I'm not telling you let some make it like oh everybody can do what they want to, but I'm saying you come to understand that when men coming out of stuff, man, sometimes you just don't know no better. You don't know another way, and so the way that they went about it, it okay, it was wrong biblically. But but before you just chastise or, or you know ask them, man, what what yeah. was your what was your thinking? You know, I told the brothers, uh, I go to the juvenile facility. You remember Leroy Johnson? Yes. I told I told him I said, say there was a brother and we having a Bible study, and these are young mm -hmm. Christians, and I'm sort of older, he's sort of older, and so he was telling the brothers, if the Bible say it, just do what the Bible say, and he doing it like that, and I'm like, say. I say, ease up a little bit. He said, you don't understand. I said, all right. So I held my peace because mm -hmm. I don't want to come in conflict in front of the brothers. So Bible said, so I told him, I said, bro, you coming at them too hard. I said, they already presenting themselves. They already striving. You coming too hard and you not sounding believable. And he like, man, I'm going to live it. I said, okay, you're going to live it. But that example will turn another cheek. We need to discuss that, brother. You, 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 you throwing out text that Folks are still arguing about yeah. that week. That week, yes. watch, he, he leave. That week, he playing chess. Mm. Mm. He playing chess. Wow. They get into it. The man slapping. Mm. I wasn't on the wing. They tell me about it. Johnson, to his credit, he turned another cheek. And Johnson was like, Johnson about 6'3", like 190-something. That man turned the other cheek, and guess what happened? What? The man slapped the other cheek. Oh, and when wow. he slapped the other cheek, now you look, this chaos, this before 2000, it's still terror. Man, Johnson dusted him. Mm. So it comes Saturday. They don't get caught. You know, I haven't heard about it all. So we going back in the multipurpose room for Bible study. I'm waiting. I can't wait to see him. Mm. He come through the door, head down. Say, say, pick your head up. Come on, talk to me. You want to talk now or beforehand? He said, come on, get it over with. I know you're going to say something. I said, listen, God taught me this lesson one time. You can say the right thing, but if you say it in the wrong spirit or you say it the wrong way, he don't like that. Mm 
I say, I heard you turn that other cheek. That's a good deal since you preach it. What happened that second round? He said, no, I wasn't going to fade that. I said, oh, okay. I say, that's all I'm saying to you. Some people don't even have that first in them. I'm not telling you to tell people do this or do that, but I'm saying have some understanding and speak to people where they at, not where you want them to be. They'll get there, but you have to meet them where they at. Any comments on that? Yeah, and for, and also you got to be patient with people because when you're dealing with people, you got to also understand you're dealing with a man as well. Mm. You're dealing with a man and you're dealing with a spiritual essence, plus you're dealing with somebody that's incarcerated and got a, his own set of problems. So sometimes you just got to listen with your mouth and talk with your ears. Look at look at it from his point because he probably even though you telling sometimes even though you was you can't you can't force nobody to get it like getting like when God told Moses when he when he was he's he, when he did when Mo, God put Moses in a certain place that place God put Moses in was meant for Moses and even though the other people followed him that wasn't this that wasn't their place they was part of the journey. But in that particular spot, that was Moses' spot. So you can't force nobody to be in the spot that you had to occupy at that time because everybody ain't going to get there at the same time. You got to respect the process and you got to, this is a whole battle. You got 15, 20, this is a whole war, 15, 20 battles in one war. Let somebody else win a few battles. Just focus on the war. Let somebody, let somebody else when you ain't got to answer every bill, you ain't got to uh, roll every dough, you ain't got to be there from the sound of the trumpet to the clean of the smoke. Sometimes, hey. No, then, come on. Then when, you, then when you do that, you'll find yourself chasing something that ain't even running from you. Going in circle like you died and came back as a roller coaster. Because, because you're trying to, you got to sit back and take a deep breath, man, and appreciate and just appreciate it for what it is. Just take a deep breath and be calm and just listen sometimes. That's all. Choose, choose, choose the path with less resistance. So because let me you this. this. Uh, Tell me some things that help prepare you for the success that you are having today. Because your success showed up on the outside but you had to make some decisions. You had to do what you needed to do. And can you give us a little bit of that? Because we're trying to equip some people to look, get ready, but at the same time, do some things now. As I see, first of all, you got to appreciate your patience and understand that you had. And when you appreciate, because you ain't, you ain't got to pray for, I pray for patience one time and I never do that again because when you have when you pray for patience, then you gotta sit down and let it have its perfect work for you could be complete lacking nothing. Because when you in there, you have time to sit down on a Saturday night and write some letters and read. You ain't gonna have that time in that little drive here. On a on you and now you're gonna have time on a Friday night to sit down and watch a good movie or wake up Friday morning. Go take you a shower, go to necessity, just come back in, take your deep breath and sit on the bench and watch some TV and have good conversations. You ain't gonna have a lot of them luxuries out here. And out here, so you gotta you gotta appreciate your patience and use that and turn that in not from just a weapon to but to a skill set to where you can applicate it, 
how you need it out here because you gotta and now you gotta appreciate the hurry up and wait theory. Because you're gonna need that out here because everything gonna come at you so fast to where and then you gotta appreciate your freedom when you get it. Because every person in there, if they had a million dollars, they'll pay that million dollars to get out, but then they'll come out and take a ten thousand dollar chance. So that's sort of like you sitting on the TV watching the couch. And being successful, being successful is a mindset. You got to understand, you got to understand when you get out, you got to appreciate your struggles because once you get free, you now part of the ones that's having the good problems. And now we was having the bad problems. Out here, you having the good problems. So you got to appreciate your problems out here and take them problems and appreciate them and be humble and grateful that you out here having problems while we human again. We know how to feel. We know how to love. We know how to care. We not roboticized no more. Our heart turning back in the flesh. And we understanding how to deal with people. We ain't walking in a crowded room going trying to hold a wall up. That wall ain't going to fall, bro. Let, let that wall stand up on its own. You got you to gotta respect the process. Because it's not going to come overnight and you can't grow weary in your work. You can't grow weary because you might not see what you what going to manifest. But as long as you keep the work up, it's going to come to pass. Because we've been out here for, we've been out here a couple of years. That book, that serving trades you got behind you, that was no event. That was a process. That was part of your, that was part of your prison stay there. That was in you in now. You just got out and had to execute enough patience, enough wisdom, and enough dedication to your craft to actually manifest it. And now that became that that your words became played dwelling amongst me. And 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 it's very important when you did do get out here. One of the first things you one of the first things you got like with that servant trade, that's a testimony to itself because it's very important. For a person to leave something to prove he was here, because if you don't, then they could argue and say you never exist. Repeat that. It's very important to leave something that proved that if you that prove leave something to prove that you was here. Because if you don't, then someone could argue and say you never existed. And that servant trade prove you exist. Because what better words you can leave is a word to a to the right. And don't chase nothing that's not running from you. And don't cling to nothing that's going to live longer than you. And pay for your funeral while you're still alive. Because if you don't, then you hate your family. Real wisdom, real wisdom. When you were released, mm -hmm. looking back, did anything surprise you? Because I know you like to think, and I know you're a deep thinker. Them raps, other things that you write, you know, I liked them. I was blessed by them. But is there anything that surprised you? Yeah, what surprised me is that, and I'm still be surprised every day. You know how, know how, know how you crucified? Like when you believe in Christ, you crucified every day with Christ. Mm -hmm. And also, everything a lot come with that crucifixion. And, and one of the things that come with that crucifixion that people bear is not only the crucifixion, but the things that make the crucifixion worth being crucified for. And I'd be surprised every day by the doors that sees the path of success is built on doors and tables. 
and I be and I still be surprised every day on how God opened doors to me for me that I don't have nothing to do with them getting open. He he said, because even if you're on a spiritual sense, he much even the spiritual world is doors and tables, knock and it's, the door shall be open. He prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemy. Or if you want to do it in a physical and financial sense, the way when you go, okay, let's uh, we finna bring this here to the table and we finna put it on there and see if we can make it shape. Doors and tables is the keys to success. And I be still amazed at the way God still opened doors to me that like tomorrow, we don't know what opportunities is going to lie here. But when they happen and then like when Paul say we know important when the thing and whole come, the thing and part is done away with. We know important and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy we know important because I still be amazed and surprised every day. And we don't never want to lose that because a lot of people getting out of prison, they have a fear of being happy. They have a fear of having a wholehearted laugh, a tank slapping laugh with no regrets and no regard because we're so used to being serious all the time to where a person really think they out of pocket if they laugh and have a good laugh and be having fun and be around people. <coughs> Excuse me. And be around people and just letting your guards down. It's all right to let your guards down when you're in good company. Laugh, get you a laugh, get you a, a get you a. Every day a person should hear something that make him ponder. He should hear he should come laughing so hard to way almost to tears. He should feel something in his heart to make him fight back tears. And more importantly, he need he should hear a word to the right that arouses his soul. And that's a complete day. And everybody won't get themselves opportunity to have a complete day. Because they scared to let their guards down and laugh and have fun. So why do you think that is? Because we have built up something. See, Red Nap, see, a lot of us still pack that realness around. A lot of people out here are so busy trying to play chess rather than checkers. But me, I just play, I play checkers. I, I play checkers over chess every time. And I chew, and a lot of people say, when they say the game is chess, not checkers, when you understand the game of chess, it's a science to it. And the science behind chess is that, first of all, it's the most selfish game that you can ever play. And everybody's going to be the king in their own chess game. But you got to understand, where's your nice pawn rushes and bishops at? Okay, to this person, they your bishop, but to, in their game, you ain't nothing but a pawn. Because so, you can't control, you can't control no board because you ain't the only piece on the board and the other pieces on the board. Them to them, they king. So your game is not important to your chess game, not important to them. And you might have a pawn that go from one side out and fight through all kind of wars, battles, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. And he ain't even much got on the arm of God. His feet ain't even much shot with the preparation of the gospel, let's know having the helmet of salvation. But he make a way to the other side, and the most he could become is a queen or rook or bishop. You either gonna be a strong here dude, but you gotta when you get on the other side after you've been battle tested, you either gonna be a strong woman or a weak man. <laughs> Say saying and you but you can't be a king i so know I somebody if i if i could clip that I'm, I'm 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 gonna try to clip that i can't show this but i might have to show that on youtube that little that little analogy right there because i yeah. know it's gonna be some folks you know and, and, and i choose 
And I choose Chilkers because in Chilkers, we all start off the same with the same rank. They all start off even. And it's a whole board full of them. And once one of us make it to the other side, first thing you're going to do is get on that Mason-Dixon line and open the bridge over everybody could get on. You ain't forget where you came from. And everybody on the board could be a king. You want to see everybody win. You want for your brother what you want for yourself. So we all could be kings. And plus, Chuckers move sideways. So they're going to change. They're going to prepare you for the people and the spirits that are going to come at you sideways. So you already prepared for that. But we all could be kings, man. So the game is really Chuckers, not chess. And it's simple. We the ones who make it hard. I hear you. So what are you up to these days? Share with the people what you're up to these days, Lee. Well, I'm uh I'm actually in the process of I just went and, I just had a talk with my editor today. That's why I was kind of putting this on hold a little bit because you you know how you say you know how I say you entertain angels unaware, but also when you walk in circumspectively, people pay attention. And a lot of people that you might motivate without you even much knowing it. Like when I first saw that servant train. That that made that made me not only ponder, but that sparked something in me that I had to rise to the occasion. That sparked something in me to where I went into me a, a cocoon, and I wrote me a book. And I was just talking to my editor today, and uh, all I'm doing is just waiting on one thing. Now I got a brother uh, writing my intro. Once he sent me my intro, I start my public process Monday. So that's what I've been up to. And then, you know, I work for Harris County, so I stopped the crime before it happened. And also, see, a person getting up out of there, you can't have no, you can't put your brain on sale restriction out here. Mm. Because when you put your brain on sale restriction, you'll start seeing things that you'll feel like you can't accomplish. Here I am. Here you are. Me personally. From prison, 22 years. Now I'm out here. I work for Harris County. The same badge that the judge and the DAs used to go through their doors in the courtroom, my badge working the same places. I could go get you a reset without a lawyer. My job is to stop the crime before it happens. Okay. I'm a public servant. I'm a first responder. I'm FEMA certified. I'm a I'm a local government official. I'm a violence preventer, a violence interrupter. And I'm a spokesperson. I just did a keynote speak, keynote speak for Harris County last week. And also for the city of Houston, I'm a spokesperson and an advocate to where when they're trying to get that money from the mayor and all the city council, all the board. They picked six people in Houston to go talk for them, and I'm one of them. So I go in, I go in before the whole city council board, the mayor, and all that, and I go talk to on their behalf where they could get some money. And and I ten almost ten times out of ten, I'll be the first one they go in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a set the, I'm a set the stage because they already know when they deal with us, we the big guns. See, they got to understand, we a whole, all us that was gone back then, we coming home now. It's a whole new breed out here. 
but it's a whole different species out here. We coming home now. We not in there no more. The difference makers. The one, everything we prepared in there for, now we out here actually doing it. And the world gonna have to take notice to that. And then I'm still working my nonprofit, the ops program, Operation Prison Prevention. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Do you have any questions for me? Yes, I do have some questions for you. <laughs> first of all, first of all, you be moving around so much. Where are you stationed at? <laughs> I live in Austin, bro. I'm stationed right, cool. in Austin, bro. All right, cool. And also... What kind of what kind of challenges you felt you face? How do you applicate? How did you applicate your patience enough? Because I hear it's not easy writing a book. It's not easy promoting, marketing, and putting on the book. So how did you keep yourself disciplined enough to actually do that book and then go through the entire process as well as still work the program you part of as well as put on uh, go live on Facebook as well as do what you do on Red Hill. How, how did let me see what you see on how you glued all that together? I care about the same people that we're speaking to right now, and so the same way when I woke up in that place, I didn't have to make myself like anybody, I didn't have to make myself love anybody. Somehow, some way, I went from selfish, greedy, and violent to I want to see people be the best that they can be, regardless of what they've ever done in life. And so that motivates me because I can't make somebody else do something. But if I can learn it, if I can achieve it, then I can open up a door. I can be an example and I can come back and say, look, you might not do it my way, but I can give you a direction. Like the other month, I put on the tablets just eight steps to writing a book. And so I always tell people, I say, one, I have to survive. So, yeah, I want to make it for me. I want to make it to glorify God. But I always tell people, I say, man, I think about us. I want to make it so that I might be able to open up a door or help somebody else make it. Because without people investing in me when I was locked up, without people investing in me when I'm free, I'm not living this life that I'm living right now. So I'm not only appreciative, but I want to give back. And to give back, you got to know how to do stuff. So when I'm looking at the book, the first route that I went with, I joined some people. But when I joined some people, it was some other people that was a little bit upset because they felt like the dude who was controlling everything, that the money was funny. And what I told them is this, how's the money funny when he telling you, this is what I'm doing, this is what it's gonna cost. If you don't like it, don't get out with it. I'm gonna get out with it because I'm learning the whole time. So I learned, I paid the money, I got my money back. Cause I said, man, if I can't sell X amount of books, I don't need to do nothing. Now I can't tell you about XX. I can tell you about, I can sell X amount and I'm going to get my money back. But what I did, that that I learned, that allowed me to be able to produce this servant's trend. That was a passion of mine. And that's why I, I laugh with different people. I said, man, it's a blessing because, you know, it takes money. It takes money to do stuff. It's a blessing, you know, to sell a book. And like I told somebody, I said, listen, the reason that over here I need you to buy this Cause I know if you spend your money, you're going to read it. I was laughing with my boy the other day. He had the book. He said, man, you know what? I'm reading that book. You know, I'm reading that book. I said, why? You're a big old dude too. I said, why? He said, 
I remember you told me if I spend my money, I'm going to read it. Yeah, that's why I want you to read it. I didn't write it just to, I'm not just trying to make a sale. I need you to read something. And so that's what motivates me and why I do what I do. And like you say, man, I just do it. And when I say do it, it takes time. It's like today, I could be outside in the sun. I thought about you. I said, man, I've been trying to get Lee to share some knowledge on this tablet. So this is a good time. And so when I thought about it, I can always walk in the sun as long as I'm living. I might not be able to catch you and you might not be able to catch me. So when I hit you and you hit me back, I say the day is the day. <laughs> well, what, 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 what advice would you give a brother that's coming out that fresh out? And as for what kind of advice would you give him as far as staying focused and relationship wise? Okay. Be, being that because you know how relationships can affect plans as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so what well, kind of advice would you give a brother getting fresh shot and dealing with a relationship that he had while he was in there? And you know how that you know how it go when a brother yeah, down yeah. and okay. get out of the relationship. My first point is know you, because giving people advice that doesn't fit is just like not giving advice at all. And so anybody getting out, you got to know you, you know, your appetites, you know, your disposition, you know, your shortcomings, you know, your needs. And when you know you, then you can sort of see where it's going to go wrong. Meaning when you know you, I want this kind of woman. I need this kind of woman. But this kind of woman is often herself, but she has provisions and your eyes focused on the provisions. And so what that looked like is, is quite a few men when they locked up. I'm talking to the men now. You know, the, the women coming to see them, they got a little weight on them. You know, they got a little weight on them. But as soon as they hit the ground, all right, they ain't got nothing to do with her. But two or three years later, they looking back saying, man, I should have kept what I had because this that I went for, it ain't working out. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what happened. I'm not telling you that every woman that mess with you while you locked up, you need to keep her. But I'm saying this, that if you don't know you, them conversations and visitation ain't going to mean nothing. Meaning your dreams and exactly what you needed that you didn't express then when you get out and you like, man, she ain't keep up, man, she ain't bringing this to the table. What did you really ask her? What did you really tell her that was you? Or was it about getting mm. commissary? Was it about getting the visits? And so that's my first advice to anybody when they get home. I'm like, bro, do you know you? And what you mean by that? Do you know where you strong at? Yeah, I, I know where I'm strong at. Okay, give me three ways you weak. Oh, man, you're not ready to talk. If I can tell you my strengths, I'm talking about me, I can tell you my weaknesses. And so my advice is when I look in the mirror and see, okay, if I'm weak right here, I don't need to go over there. I don't care what it look like. If I know when I hang with them, I want to be more like I, I want to fit in more than I want to. Now I don't need to go there. Uh, this job, like with me, man, I had an opportunity to work for a construction company. Man, they making the dust. It's nothing about me that can work with my hands. Mm. And so because of my attitude and the way I could think, they were like, Oliver, we'll train you. We'll let you pick some and we'll train you because we know that you're an asset. And I said, I know me. I'm not a construction worker. I'm not saying, I'm, I just said they make a lot of money here in Austin. And if I didn't know me, I would be moved by the dollar. 
and they would pay me. But I know, man, my mind just doesn't operate like that. What's simple for you is difficult for me. So knowing me keeps me in my lane. And when I say in my lane, not one lane like I can't change lanes, not one lane like I don't have a four lane set of opportunities, but I know me and I know this is what I enjoy. I enjoy helping people. Do I still have to make money? I still have to make money. But since I know me, I stay in that vein. Women, as far as these relationships, the one thing that I tell brothers, I said, man, does she really know you? And do you really know her? And if you happy with that, go with that. But if you fudging, if you clutching, or she not coming with it when you asking her certain things, bro, that's not going to be successful. And it don't matter whether you sleep with her, whether or not she buys stuff for you, whether or not you take care of her. In the end, it's not going to be right. So when you're looking for a relationship and you first get out, my first thing is, does that relationship require you to compromise plans that you made before you left prison? Mm. I don't know what your plans is. Mm. I'm saying, does this relationship cause you to compromise any other plans that you set up, pondered, walked the wreck yard making? If it does, this might not be the relationship for you. Mm. And then the last thing I always tell people when they try to say, well, man, I'm, I'm talking about getting married. I say, okay, if she doesn't change any, can you live with this woman the rest of your life? And if I'm talking to her, I said, if he doesn't change any right now, you get married today and there are no changes coming, it will be like this forever. If you could say, yeah, then that might be the one. Mm -hmm. That's all I would share. And, and adding to what you said, would I be explaining to brothers, man, when you're dealing with relationships, you got to be patient because you got to wait. You got to be patient because you got to wait till the second person in that come out. Because you're going to always meet the first one first. Wait till that second. Have enough patience to sit on and wait till that second person come out of them. And if you can live with because you ain't going to be living with that first one. You're going to have to live with that second one. Okay. And when you and when that second one come out, if you could deal with her and that's what you like, then hey, go on, go on, rock on. But you just gotta be patient. You gotta be patient because they always gonna show you the first one first. Is you one don't know her way. If you gotta wait out, you got. If it's fellas like watching, I, like, it's yeah, no like problem I would, at all. Like, like when you like when you jack for them sales and not coming out and they throw that the bombs in there on you and just said sit back and wait. They know you coming out. They just gonna wait for you. They gonna wait for you. <laughs> it don't matter how much you wish the towel and put it on your face. No matter how many shirts you put under the door, you coming out, and that's all you gotta do is just wait for that second person to come out. And if you could deal because everybody everybody can deal with the first one. Everybody look that would go make that's the that's the hook line in the sinker. That's the one that gonna make that's the one that like the dog that lost the bone in his own mouth. You gonna always bite on that one. Yeah, but once you that second one come out, yeah. Now, now, cause if you bite on that fresh one, she gonna have you looking for the finger when it really the thumb. <laughs> and I know we're talking to the fellas and we know the ladies watching too. Ladies, this is all I'm going to share with you. 
Know your value. And also, that applies to the fellas too. That applies to the fellas right. too because it's a lot of it's a lot of fellas. You're not really understanding what you bring to the table. You looking that's, that's at a, you looking at finances and not understanding that you bring so, a man, whole lot to the table more than how much yeah. money you make. Yeah, say we're gonna be opening doors and pulling our chairs. <laughs> say in the beginning, cause that's the first. That's the yeah. We're gonna be opening the door, pulling our chairs. We're going to be uh, picking the plates up, putting, washing the dishes, making, I'm talking about cracking, all that type of stuff. But when you, when the plans that you planned while you was up in there start surfacing and burning in your soul and your chest plate start getting on fire, you start yearning like a volcano and you start looking to your left, look at your, not, that preacher say, look at the neighbor to your right. You're going to look to your right. And you're going to feel like this person is holding you back from the ambitions that you spent 15, 20 years playing on building. And they're going to make you start having respite and avoid your relationship. Lee, we're going to leave them right there. We're going to have to do a part two. So I appreciate <laughs> you. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Tank Nation Conversations. Promoting change through change. I'm Brian Collier, Executive Director of Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Blakinger. Uh, Dennis Martinez. I'm a world and U.S. skateboard champion. Hello, my name is Kevin Kempf, and I'm the Executive Director of the Correctional Leaders Association, and it's an honor. Gary Moore. Yeah, my name is uh, Hedemias Cooper. Uh, hello, I'm Michael Dutra. And this is Sharon Dutra. I'm David Gorin. I'm a, a radio producer for the BBC. I'm Maria Mogaronis. My purpose is to look out at each and every man in this room and see that there's hope for everybody in here. Oh, when I came to death row, all I knew was that I came here to die, but little did I know. <laughs>